Hello everyone, we're live with a new episode of the Security Break podcast. I I, I hope we're live actually, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> no, I checked, I checked, I, I'm sure we're live ah, and okay. uh, so we should be, we should be okay to go. Great. So um, let's just start, let's say. Uh, so, uh, you know, if this is the first time you uh, watch uh, the Security Bread po podcast, it's just basically um, an excuse to have a, a discussion with uh, some people from the security industry, uh, read some uh, recent security news and, uh, uh, you know, uh, exchange some uh, thoughts and uh, opinions and, uh, you know, uh, learn something in the process and hopefully uh, watching this, you will learn something as well. Um, today with me, we have Davide Meloni. Hi, Davide, and thank you Hello, for everybody. joining me. So thank I you. will, uh, let's say, I will... Um, uh, just a second. So uh, we... Uh, we have Davide with us today, right? And uh, Davide is, uh, uh, let's say, uh, um, a long, uh, <laughs> um, he's in the industry from a long time, quite a long time. I will not say it just because uh, I don't want you to feel uh, too old. Um, and um, yeah, you just, you are working for a pharmaceutical company right now, right? Yeah. yeah. And right. Uh, yeah, you were involved in uh, multiple uh, Nonprofit organizations uh, in uh, specifically in Italy, right, uh, related to yeah, the yeah. security field, and uh, yeah, we we uh, we actually meet each other quite some years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Not sure, not sure how long, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just very be, happy. 2017 that... should be. Seriously? Mm, yeah. Whoa! No, that's too much. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> Let, let's <laughs> let's say that it's less than that. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I just I just you know uh, thank you very much for for joining me uh, for for this uh, fifth episode. And uh, yeah, I think. Do you have anything um, that you want to say just before we start, or just thank you for asking me to join you in this new adventures uh, it, it is the first time uh, for me to um, participate in this such a, um, uh, such a program let's say uh, so okay. i'm curious to see how it will go yeah that, that's great this is the basically the start of the podcast in general so you're let's say that you are a beta tester <laughs> how does it feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so as every time, uh, I, I actually just remind you know uh, any anyone that is uh, watching us today that we are live on Twitch, but this episode will will also be uploaded on uh, YouTube um, later. Uh, I think uh, next week probably, uh, and uh, this is the same for all of the previous and next next episode that uh, we did and will do. So if uh, you didn't already uh, actually you know have a look at our uh, YouTube channel that I think I can actually, yeah, I can show the link uh, right there. Uh, so have a look at that. And uh, maybe uh, if, if you think that this is, this is interesting, just um, subscribe and, uh, uh, you know, 
keep in touch for the next episode. Cool. So I think that's all, and we can start with the with the good stuff. And uh, as uh, as we we always do, we basically selected um, a bunch of uh, security news, right? That we thought uh, were interesting from the last week. And um, going to share my screen right now. Yeah. So that anyone should be able to. Uh, you know, not to read it because maybe it's good if you um, uh, read it on your own, but at least you can follow us um, while while we, we discuss on it. So I just wanted to um, share the link in the chat, but I think I'll do that uh, another time. Cool. So um, just a little introduction for the news. So apparently... Uh, um, uh, this first news talks about a um, um, threat group that is called Anonymous Sudan, uh, which allegedly, you know, um, um, breached Microsoft, or at least that's what they say, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they they actually, yeah, this is the um, the post they did on their Telegram group, where they announced we hacked Microsoft and we have access to a database uh, for. 30 million Microsoft accounts, whatever that means, by the way, because at least for me, it's not really clear what that means specifically, but it appears they have access to some uh, uh, emails and passwords. Maybe they, they uh, actually mean, uh, you know, username, possibly and passwords. Not sure if that's just credentials or they actually, uh, you know, uh, are saying that they have access to any other kind of content, right? Actually, you know, uh, Email messages that were shared between these uh, accounts or anything else is just not clear. Um, the point is that Microsoft says that is not really true, and that they have, you know, of course, uh, many companies uh, say that after a breach, but they say they have no clue of the, any evidence of uh, um, uh, this uh, this data breach, even if the group I think actually shared also like a sample. I think it's written somewhere. Yeah, it's a sample of, of uh, uh, 100 mm. uh, emails addressed with passwords, but uh, without any other details uh, about yeah. this. Uh, yeah, and, and this is the first uh, things that uh, make uh, uh, the thing, uh, the news uh, not so clear. Trustworthy, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's already a first and very interesting topic, uh, starting from the news, news, right? This is not the first time I read about something else, and I believe that's that's going to be the same for you, Davide. The point is that um, <clears throat> you know uh, it's it's very common today that a threat group uh, try to breach an organization, try to steal data, try to exfiltrate that data, and then uh, you know. Uh, 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 basically um, treating the, the organization to sell the data online or to just publish the data online. Um, mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, uh, you know, uh, uh, the organization has to pay something, you know, to prevent it. Yes, um, um, what yep. also is strange uh, on this is that, come on, you have breached Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, and 
the only thing that you do is a uh, is a post on Telegram on your Telegram channel. Yeah, you, you feel like it's not enough, right? <laughs> no, they, they should flex this a little <laughs> a little more. <laughs> my, my, probably Microsoft uh, is. Um, one of the is probably the first uh, company that uh, every hacker would like to to hack. I mean, yeah, just yeah. because it's, it's, it's a Microsoft. big it's a big target. <laughs> yeah, it's a big target. Let's say so. If you are able to to breach uh, Microsoft, uh, probably, uh, yeah, you will be. You, you, are, you are not doing only a, a post on your on your Telegram channel. You are doing yeah. much more noise in the community, in the, in, in the dark, and so on. Yeah. My opinion. Huh? No, no, I, I actually agree, but I think there's more. I think that, you know, we have to do different things. You know, uh, uh, the attackers can try to sell the data online like this group is doing. I think they asked for $50,000, right? You can see that here, uh, mm -hmm. to, the, to the public, basically. Uh, and that's that's fair, I would say. But the point is that if you are breaching a big company like Microsoft and uh, a company that does a lot of money, of course, maybe you will prefer also to ask a ransom, right? To ask directly Microsoft the money, maybe much more modern, money than that, in order to prevent the, the publication of the data. I really feel that this amount of data is not that much, again, considering that we are talking about Microsoft. And uh, that makes me also think that, you know, maybe this is uh, just a, a, you know, a, a scam of some kind, right? Mm -hmm. um, someone goes and pay 50,000 just because, okay, this is Microsoft data. So there's going to be uh, something, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> something juicy in there. <laughs> and, uh, and they actually have nothing. Or they just give you some some data that is not really. Yes, uh, probably they are trying to get this fifty thousand US dollar from Microsoft directly, <laughs> just to know if if this data are really from them or not. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is true. You know, it happens that uh, you know the company wants to confirm right the, yeah. the validity of the data and uh, as actually to to pay for it. Or at least to maybe um, negotiate with the attackers to maybe to, to pay a little less um, uh, compared to, to what they're asking for. But I really think that at this point, Microsoft is very strict saying that, no, we, we don't have any evidence, right? We don't see any um, you know, activity uh, internally that make us think that uh, this data was exfiltrated. At least you know, 30 million Microsoft accounts is a big database. So you definitely can see that if you are monitoring your environment, right? And I really hope yeah. that Microsoft is. <laughs> That's probably. But, you know. you see, if someone is able to empty your house, probably <laughs> you will notice it before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You no, know, maybe not before. It's not, you know, uh, let's, let's just not take as granted that you are able to see that before it's too late. But, you know, at, at least <laughs> when it's too late, uh, you will have any evidence, right? You will see that there was a um, exfiltration of, I don't know how many uh, gigabytes of, of file, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, it's something that you will see. You will, uh, you will find any evidence. That, that's part of the, 
you know, um, uh, they call it post-mortem investigation, right? After you actually had an incident in your in your environment, you have to understand exactly how the the attacker uh, got into your environment, uh, if they exploited a vulnerability, or maybe they I don't know uh, sent a phishing email or something, uh, and that's um, that's required most of the time because first you want to understand how big is the damage, right? That you um, that was caused by the attackers and. Uh, uh, secondly, because uh, you want to prevent that in the future, right? To prevent that someone else is going to exploit the same vulnerability or to, you know, uh, um, get in your in your environment in the same exact way as these attacker these attackers did. You know, it's the how do they call it? Um, uh, lesson learned part of the incident response process. Uh, so I really think Microsoft is able to do that. Is gonna do that and. Uh, if they really not have any any clue, uh, I you know I will trust Microsoft more than uh, let's say a, a random uh, threat group, right? Yeah, even because um, I read uh, somewhere on the internet that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Anonymous Sudan uh, was around since January of, of this year, so it's not. Uh, an historical uh, APT groups uh, with yeah. uh, um, which is famous for it, its attacks uh, or so on. Yeah. Uh, so also this is uh, this is strange. Uh, even if someone uh, connected uh, to the Russian uh, Kilnet group. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone that. Uh, since uh, before six months ago, it doesn't exist. Was not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah was not there. Uh, that claims to have breached Microsoft uh, with only uh, a post uh, on the Telegram channels. Uh, seems not true, really. <laughs> seems okay. not true, yeah, to me. Actually, I have, you said something interesting, and I have a question for you. Do you feel like um, like threat groups have, uh, I can say this, um, like a reputation, and uh, they they uh, they can actually exploit it? So let me do an example here. Mm-hmm. If this was done by another threat group that was, you know, uh, more famous or that did a list of uh, um, uh, successful attacks in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a claim like this, still with just a post on Telegram, will be more trustworthy just because of that threat group is more more famous than this one. What what would you say? In my opinion, at least uh, we have to take the news more seriously than than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, uh, uh, as you said, the groups uh, they hypothetical. Uh, group uh, is more famous, has already done uh, uh, a bunch of uh, successful attacks, uh, mm-hmm. have shared some of their uh, leak uh, somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, the story will be different uh, in this case. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I also think that probably the, the news itself will have spread 
a lot more than this, right? If I don't know who is who is uh, very big uh, nowadays, uh, uh, Killnet itself or another big group, right? Claim something like this, we would have seen many uh, many more um, websites talking about this, and probably Microsoft would have uh, also um, uh, stronger. Um, you know, defending itself, uh, uh, you know, publicly, right? Because I think yeah. like there's nothing to defend here. That like, in my point of view, the the news itself right here is not really um, credible. Like, not the news, but the the claim from the from the attackers. Yeah. Uh, but from someone else, I feel like there would have been much more pressure on Microsoft itself, right? Uh, to demonstrate that. Uh, actually, the data was safe; that no attacks were uh, were involved, and so on and so forth. But at the same time, I feel that uh, it's uh, it's not a um, it's not a good point, right? If attackers can exploit their reputation, it, that, that's a um, an advantage for them, right? So mm -hmm. if if someone had a lot of successful attacks in the past. They can just, you know, scam people because they have credibility, right? That scares me. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> th that's more power without actually having to do any technical stuff. Just because, oh, you know, I did this in the past, so I can do this again. I can breach Microsoft, Apple, or any other kind of company, and the people will believe me. I don't know. That's, that's tough. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, probably in uh, in such a situation, there's uh, uh, also uh, some bluff around <laughs> on, the, yeah. on the news. And the topic, uh, the, the case here uh, could be of two of two types. The first is that uh, there's no so much noise around on this topic uh, because uh, the groups uh, is almost uh, anonymous, <laughs> not known uh, in uh, the community, and uh, the news is true, mm -hmm. or uh, because. Uh, mm, the, the the story is totally is totally false so but th there's yeah. really uh, very few details around uh, to yeah to have an opinion right yeah 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 uh, the other interesting uh, things on this news is that uh, seems that uh, the same groups uh, attack uh, attacked uh, Microsoft uh, late uh, in the late of June of this year with a layer seven DDoS attack uh, and right. uh, and probably th this is the the only um, serious uh, piece element of, uh, of this. Of, yeah yeah because uh, as you know uh, sometimes uh, uh, DDoS uh, attacks are used to cover some other types of attacks 
against right. uh, the target just to uh, because uh, into the the noise of the DDoS attack, uh, all your other attacks uh, may be um, uncovered. Let's say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and this so is actually, uh, this is the the only detail that uh, uh, give, give a bit of some trust, value. Uh, yeah, to yeah. to this news. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. So let's just do maybe a little st step back just to explain what we are talking about, right? Because I forgot to, to mention this. Basically, this, um, this claim by these attackers uh, was published. Um, I don't know if that's during or just after Microsoft faced an actual attack, like a, an actual DDoS attack that um, gave them some issues with their cloud, I think, uh, cloud services, right? And... Um, the point is that this group said, okay, we are behind this attack and, you know, we use this to disguise the actual exfiltration of data, right? So this is what, uh, what you were referring to, right? Um, and, uh, and I agree with you. Uh, you know, um, the fact that possibly two different events were going on at the same time, maybe this group was not really behind the DDoS attack, Right, but someone was mm. doing, and someone else is just, you know, um, taking the the opportunity uh, to um, uh, to basically uh, scam people on on one side, and also, um, uh, you know, at least give some uh, uh, image damages to to Microsoft. Right, uh, it's it's basically the perfect time for them to do this. But again, there are no clues. Uh, Microsoft is not sharing anything. Uh, the group is not sharing anything, and we have no information about you know this actually happening. Uh, so still, maybe they just took the the best time to do this, but it's not it's not really the case. Or at least you know again, uh, we really need some uh, uh, some some clues to um, to determine this. And uh, I think the like long story short, what we could what we can take from uh, a news like this. It's just that uh, we should not trust threat groups, right? We, we should remember uh, that they are still true. criminals, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so whatever they say, and I will also add, no matter the reputation of the threat group, right, is not someone to trust. Because we are talking about still criminals. We are talking about people who are just uh, finding an illegal way to make money, Okay. So it's not like uh, whatever they say or whatever they post online, uh, it, it happened for sure. And also, maybe one last thing is that I think it happened before that maybe uh, there was an actual incident, there was an actual exfiltration, but um, the organization that the threat group is uh, mentioning is not the actual one they breached. I don't know if you remember, but it happened before that, I don't know, threat group X says okay i breached the this organization and i'm i'm uh, selling this uh, data but the actual organization was one with the with a very similar name right <laughs> so uh you know either they are lying or they are not really trustworthy like it's not a, a credible you know uh business or something <laughs> so let's always let's say double check before 
are blindly trusting anything that they um, uh, they mention, right? Cool. So, um, sorry, my little what? one. <laughs> I have a oh, question say, for me. <laughs> say hi to her from us. <laughs> um, great. So do you think there's there's anything else about this news that we didn't mention that could be interesting or uh, should that be enough? Oh, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of speculations about uh, um, the... Um, uh, the Russian uh, or the theory that Russian is behind uh, these uh, right. these new groups, uh, uh, something that uh, it's like, uh, seems like uh, this uh, anonymous Sudan, it's a way to um, cover trucks uh, from Russian groups uh, mm -hmm. um, trying to use uh, the Islamist ideologies uh, and so on, but uh, um, th these are really also confusing. Only, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, confusing and probably also only speculation on on the uh, attribution of that of this uh, of this attack, these groups. Uh, again, something that uh, um, we cannot prove. Yeah. Again. So. And uh, and I think that's uh, unfortunately that's pretty common in uh, attribution in general, right? When we talk about attribution, we're uh, referring to the um, activity to track down a group and try to understand who's behind, right? The group itself, if there's a, a state or if just uh, cyber criminals, if they have. Um, you know, uh, any sponsorship or anything, right? But the point is that it's a very, very difficult topic. And, uh, you know, you know, I, I don't do this. I don't do this, uh, like, for work. Uh, and I just think it's very difficult. And uh, uh, a big part of it is speculation, right? Because you never know, even if you have some clues, you never know if uh, that's, uh, those are made-up clues. Right. What if uh, an, an attacker wants to, um, uh, let's say, disguise as uh, someone else? What if they put on purpose some, uh, I don't know, purpose, uh, uh, you know, uh, Russian uh, words here and there or Chinese um, uh, fonts here and there just to make you think they are from China and, and actually it's it's another state, another state, right? It's it's a very yeah. difficult activity, and uh, yeah, again, just uh, just you know, I will say not trust that uh, every time you read something, especially if, if again if that, that is uh, the threat group itself that is declaring something like, okay, I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm associated with Russia. Okay, maybe <laughs> maybe you know, yeah. just don't trust them. I agree. Attribution probably is the most complicated part of all uh, the uh, of all the job because uh, even when you are able to uh, um, to look at or read at uh, some piece of codes uh, that contains mm -hmm. uh, comments uh, 
in um, foreign uh, languages uh, like uh, as you said chinese russian so on or uh, you you cannot say this piece of software belong to this to this group because even yeah. in in the in the traductor uh, world there are uh, uh, there are leak of uh, of software uh, yeah and exchange of software te uh, techniques uh, and so on uh, that uh, make it difficult right yeah make it difficult and, and probably uh, this will not surprise me if they uh, the threat groups uh, are exchanging some pieces of codes mm. just to confuse the uh, the 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 blue team let's say yeah yeah either they are exchanging it or they are stealing stuff between each yeah. other oh. Oh. <laughs> probably stealing <laughs> it's more probable than than exchange but yeah uh, but still, you know, there are so many different aspects that make this very difficult. And uh, just reusing software from someone else, maybe it's a legitimate software that is being modified to be used uh, with malicious purposes. And you never know if, if, you know, the clues that you are looking at are from the legitimate organization that first developed the software or is actually from the threat group itself, right? So there are just too many aspects uh, about this. But I'll just stop you here because I think yeah, yeah. that's going to be enough for this news. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's the, uh, the best moment to, to uh, move on with the next one, yeah. uh, which just, you know, again, take a moment to introduce this, talks about uh, one of the largest sports in Japan. Uh, this is very big in 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 any you know <laughs> uh, in any aspect. The, the the port is big and also the the news is uh, big as well. Uh, so basically, this uh, this port that is called oh here here there is so the port of Nagoya um, was was hit by a ransomware attack. So let's remember that a ransomware is basically a, a malware where the attackers are encrypting data and making the uh, systems unavailable for the organization itself that has to interrupt you know, all of the uh, business processes in order to um, you know, recover from, from the attack. And it's called ransomware because the attackers are actually asking for a ransom in order to um, um, you know, uh, give the organization the keys to unencrypt uh, the files and the systems that were affected, right? And in this case, the ransomware actually blocked all of the um, um, you know, processes for a specific software they are using in the port to, uh, to manage the uh, containers uh, shipments, right? And for that reason, uh, like the, the news doesn't say if and when they, they recover it uh, you know, to, to work properly, but they definitely stayed... Um, uh, for, for a long time, unable to actually ship anything from, uh, from the port. And being this one of the biggest one in uh, Japan, I think, yeah, he, he, here there is also specified that Toyota, like the, the, the car company, also used this uh, to export their cars all over the world. So you can definitely tell that this is a, a, 
a very big, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, economic damage for the company itself and all of the um, maybe customers that are also using this as a uh, as a way to export uh, goods for from uh, from Japan, right? So again, there are mm, multiple things that are interesting about this uh, this piece of news. First one, okay, uh, we hear talking about ransomware a lot nowadays, but when something like this, like an organization like this, is hit hit uh, that you know has actually some um, uh, physical repercussion. Okay, it's not like just the the digital part of the company is blocked. Actually, you are stopping ships to um, uh, you know uh, to travel around the world. Basically, right, and uh, um, to uh, to move and export uh, goods and stuff uh, from uh, from and between countries. So you can see once again how big could be uh, uh, the result of a, of a cyber attack, right? That maybe it's still not really clear for for many people out there. And uh, um, there's yep. there's another there's another point. Uh here uh, about uh, the, the damage uh, and let me say that uh, we we uh, the Japanese uh, people would mm-hmm. be uh, was was lucky that uh, this uh, was only a ransomware attack because mm. uh, uh, I mean in the port there are for sure, a lot of uh, automation, industrial automation, uh, right? That uh, could uh, impact uh, human uh, human lives. Right. Imagine imagine uh, something that is uh, um, that is controlled by uh, an, a PLC mm-hmm. that is attacked and that. Uh, uh, can uh, um, be of harm to the life. Right. I mean, in this case, we have had only only a ransomware yeah. attack that that caused <laughs> loss of money uh, for sure. Uh, someone probably uh, wasn't able to find uh, its uh, favorite products uh, <laughs> at the goods uh, in uh, for two days, uh, but uh, that's all. No so, lives um, uh, impacted. Yeah, and so and, I have... uh, and this is something that I uh, I learned to think at uh, only uh, since uh, since two thousand and twenty two when I started uh, working in the pharmaceutical uh, industry right. because in banking you do not think to to lives. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. but 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 when when you have uh, when you have um, industrial uh, industrial system uh, in your in your network that can uh, impact uh, uh, life, uh, then uh, you have to try to make uh, to, to take it uh, well present to to your mind. Let's say. <laughs> Sure. No, it's it's a game changer, right? It changes like, um, you know, the the 
how can I say this? Like what is involved, you know, uh, as a as a result of an attack. So as you said, one thing is that uh, we are just losing money as a company, and of course it that that's bad for the company itself. Maybe also for the people who are employees of the same company. But at the same time, if maybe I'll make just a more specific example here, right? Uh, we for sure have machines in a port that are physically moving the the containers, right? Uh, from yeah. uh, um, you know from into the ships, mm-hmm. and these will be possibly remotely controlled by a computer, uh, and uh, pro- probably through a PLC, as you said, it's basically just a um, how can we say this uh, a programmable um, system that enables communication between, you know, uh, computers and, uh, and physical machines, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. uh, maybe robots in, in some, uh, in some uh, scenarios. Maybe if you are assembling something in, in an industry or something. The fact that you have that physical machine that can move around, right? And is also moving very heavy um, payloads, right? That, that that's what can can actually impact human lives, right? Because mm-hmm. if there are operators, if there are people around the machine itself, and the machine loses control, right, of the um, of the payload that is carrying, and uh, I don't know, that payload will fall yeah. on top of someone. That's the if, very if the worst machine part re- that... release the container when the yeah. container is. Uh... Uh, on um, on the head He's of flying someone. on top of someone, yeah. right? <laughs> you know that changes everything. Like yeah. it, uh, you know, didn't happen in this case, but it makes you think that it can happen, right? Yeah. And um, so you said that they they were lucky; it was just a ransomware attack. But I believe even the ransomware itself could technically cause some problems uh, problems like that, right? If you, yeah. um, if the ransomware itself encrypts some systems that are required to control some machines, right, and you lose any um, uh, any control. access to it, yeah. any control, still there could be some some problems. Maybe I I think I think like there there are also some uh, security systems then uh, that you know basically when you lose access, uh, make the machine uh, in a in a safe state something that should not cause harm to anyone mm-hmm. right but it depends on the specific machine and depends on uh, on the vendor that uh, developed the machine and so on and so forth uh, so still it's it's a possible scenario right um, yeah. the other thing I'm thinking about because you mentioned that the you know the pharmaceutical uh, industry still um, let's say that and probably that's the it's it's the case. Any of those ships starting from that port had to carry, uh, you know, pharmaceutics, right? Mm-hmm. Or had to carry some uh, something that could be I don't know food for some uh, country where it's really uh, very much needed. Okay. Yeah. So still, I think that even if physical machines are not impacted. Human lives could be could be as well, maybe uh, not oh, yeah. directly, but 
you know, it still could be a, a very, a very huge mess. <laughs> let's say, right? Yeah. It depends yeah, really yeah. on on the type of good that you are transporting with the ships. And if this is that big as the news, uh, you know, say, I think yeah, that's ten percent of all. You know, total trade volume. I think that 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 includes also something else, not only the uh, not only ships, right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, the impact could be very, very big, right? Maybe it's not just about the cars. You you can stay without a car for for some time, and it's not a big problem. But maybe you cannot stay without, uh, you know, uh, uh, food or uh, uh, pharmaceuticals or any other, um, uh, you know, very important uh, items for for your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, um... In, in this case, uh, the good news uh, is that uh, uh, the port uh, authority was able to recover in, uh, uh, if I did the right count, uh, in uh, uh, seven, uh, 62 hours, so less than three days. Yeah, which is... Uh... Which still a lot, right? I don't know how many uh, shipments they they couldn't they could uh, send in three days. But, oh, I don't you know, know, but <laughs> overall, <laughs> uh, it's not a, a good recovery time, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> if you are complete, if you are completely uh, helped by the the ransomware. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like. I don't really know. The point is that many organizations actually cannot recover at all, right? Because when you are right. hit by a, uh, a ransom uh, malware like this, the point is either you have a backup of all the files or and all the systems, and you can just restore the system as at the state they were before the attack, right? And uh, but that's not enough because other than restoring. You should make sure that the attacker cannot just redeploy the, the ransomware from uh, from scratch. So still, yeah. we need that post uh, post mortem investigation that we were talking about uh, earlier, uh, and uh, blocking the the uh, the initial attack vector. Um, or they actually need a way to uh, decrypt the systems, right? So here and there we have um, also companies which are um, investigating the malware itself if they have access to it, doing some uh, um, you know reverse engineering and uh, malware analysis to find out if there's a uh, like a, a bug in the malware itself that let um, the um, uh, you know the, the, the security analyst uh, to just uh, recover all the files without the decryption key. So it happened before, we have some uh, examples, uh, but of course it's not always possible. And also it requires some, uh, some time to analyze the malware and also maybe to, to uh, develop the new software which will recover the data. So uh, you, you definitely need you know, multiple hours to do that. Uh, yeah, but if, if, if they did it, you know, it's, it's already um, 
you know, a good point, right? Yeah. Uh, like not, not every company can, uh, can do that, unfortunately. And uh, I think they were at least a little bit prepared for it or just, um, you know, uh, contacted some, someone that helped them uh, most likely. But yeah, uh, you know, um, just I really, I really like uh, selecting one of those news from time to time because it helps, you know, reiterate on uh, how big is the cyberspace today, how important is uh, focusing on uh, try to prevent uh, data breaches, but also, you know, recover from data breaches, right? Uh, yeah. We are in the industry and we already know this, right? Because it's it's basically our work. It's what we do uh, every day. But uh, there are also people who I think um, are not um, uh, really considering this as a, as a very big, uh, big problem, right? But... You know, uh, reading, reading the, like not not only reading this news uh, as a security analyst, but you know, uh, sharing this news with the overall public, I think it helps spread some uh, some awareness on the, on this kind of topics. Yeah, even because uh, the cost to be prepared to um, fight against uh, this type of attack is. Uh, not so high compared to the damage that a ransomware attack can cause. So uh, it's only uh, it's only a matter uh, to be prepared to uh, manage this type of incident. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and uh, that's uh, yeah, and another. Um, Another interesting point on this uh, on this news, uh, I don't know if it is uh, connected or not, uh, but seems uh, that uh, ten months before this uh, this attack, uh, the port uh, infrastructure was uh, hit by a DDoS claimed mm -hmm. by the Russian Killnet, just right. to remain connected to the previous one. So. <laughs> The, the, yeah, when, yeah. when I when I read this, uh, I, I found it uh, it in, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> again. Yeah, uh, well, recently we had, we had like um, well, not only recently, but uh, Russian groups are always on the news, right? And uh, mm -hmm. they are probably the most active ones in the wild, and um, probably also the most uh, tracked ones. Because, uh, I don't know, I feel like there are uh, some countries uh, where companies have less interested, less interested in tracking down uh, uh, connected uh, uh, threat groups, while tracking down some, someone from Russia, it's, uh, it's very fancy nowadays, okay? So every, every big security firm uh, here and there publish a, a report on a Russian group, right? Because uh, it's like a way to, uh, I don't know how to say this, um, reaffirm your your knowledge and skill. Like I, I can track down a Russian group, which I, which is a big thing. So it's very it's 
much more common to see a Russian group mentioned in a news than any other group, or at least that's my perception. I don't know, I don't know what you, yeah. you think about this. <laughs> yeah, they, they are they are doing a, a lot of uh, a lot of noise uh, in this yeah. period, uh, uh, the Russian groups, but. Uh, uh, Russian will uh, is, is always uh, in, uh, in in the first uh, positions uh, uh, in terms of uh, attacks uh, and so on. Uh, yeah, in, in these last uh, years and a half, uh, then they have already also. Um, acquired some other uh, interesting positions <laughs> on the <laughs> on their uh, on the on, the, on the top 10 yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like like it's um some sort of competition between uh within groups which i think there is just a little bit on who is the most capable or who uh, breaches oh, yes. more the, companies. The, this is sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is because uh, it, it, the, the the human uh, are are made this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Competition for something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The power yeah, is one so. of uh, is one of the first uh, topic. Yeah. Power yeah, money. That's for sure. That that is both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind involved. of uh, comparable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that is both involved uh, in all these type of attacks: uh, power, money. Uh, yeah. Who yeah, is the boss? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so I think that's that's gonna be all also for this news. Um, that yeah. yeah, it was pretty interesting, but we have uh, other stuff that could be juicy as well. So mm-hmm. the third one, the, thir- the yeah. third news for today talks about um, um, solar panels, right? So mm. um, <laughs> um, this is uh, like I read uh, different news from different websites on the, on the kind of the same topic, right? this week but the point is that um uh there's a specific company like okay cybel which uh during a research found out that there are a lot right really a lot of um uh, you know dashboards for solar panels which are publicly exposed uh on the internet uh the title says uh, more than um 130,000 um you know systems that can be easily uh be accessed and found online i think they usually they use something like uh shodan right it is a um search engine uh to find uh exposed systems or vulnerable systems and so on and so forth and um they collected a list of different systems from uh, different uh vendors we can see a, a list here, uh, but you know there are there are actually many, um, and um, so there are. I think there are different um, ways to, to read this this news, right? The only fact that the systems are exposed online could or could not be concerning, 
in my opinion, right? Because I think mm -hmm. that for most of those, it's actually required to be pub publicly exposed, maybe because uh, uh, the vendors needs to remotely access them um, for, uh, I don't know, troubleshooting to, to monitoring or uh, anything like that. But the point is that how they are exposed, okay? Uh, which features mm -hmm. they are exposing? Uh, are there any um, um, authentication meters to get access to the system itself? Or it's actually, you know, you, you reach out to the, to the IP address and uh, you already have access to uh, all of the features from the system. Or whether uh, even if there's an authentication system, uh, still some data are uh, open uh, in, uh, in the dashboard. Right, so they can be um, scraped, right? So basically someone can uh, automatically uh, collect data from all of those systems and uh, use them, you know, uh, um, to, to, um, uh, to send, you know, uh, other, other attacks and other uh, scams and, and, uh, and, uh, and everything. Uh, so uh, I think it's a, it's a very, long uh, discussion. This is like solar panels are not the only systems that are exposed online. We heard about uh, security cameras in the past a lot uh, or yeah. other IoT systems in general. Uh, I don't know, like uh, smart fridges or a smart uh, whatever, right? Um, but this is yes, pretty interesting in because- In general, uh, in general, uh, everything that is uh, exposed to internet uh, uh, could be attacked. I mean, uh, uh, we are saying, uh, we are talking about uh, the, the solar panel right now, but uh, uh, not so many years ago, uh, we were uh, talking about uh, the WannaCry uh, that, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> was... Uh, uh, exploited by uh, uh, by attacking uh, the SMB port uh, 445 uh, on uh, exposed on internet. That uh, is is one of the first thing that that you have to close. <laughs> right. I mean, so yeah, I think this is just a little different in the fact that you know in that case you uh, you had you know uh, big companies exposing their internal systems. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, any kind of server or Windows computer in general, and that's uh, that's bad, of course. Right. But you have someone who take care of those systems that should know that those should not be exposed. That should take Let, care. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say I say should. Right. Okay. I okay. Say should. I miss it. <laughs> uh, but you know, solar solar panels like this could be just the solar panels that private people have on their houses and that, that yep. some random company just installed on uh, on your house and maybe you're not even aware of it right and even if you are aware of it you know it's not like any uh any citizen now has the uh, knowledge and uh, skills to understand okay now this is uh, a potential uh, issue from the network of my house Right. Yeah. I think this is the, 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 the real difference here. Well, it could still be big solar panels in big companies 
So technically, we are in the same uh, uh, situation where we are just adding a new system to the uh, overall company network, and you should treat you know that as a you know all of the other system that has to be secured as well as a, as a responsible uh, for the for the company network. But it depends really on where those uh, solar panels are installed. Um, and, uh, you know, in this case, like we, we asked, uh, we, we were asking this question in one of the previous episodes, but the point is that who is really responsible to secure those systems? So he is the person who buy the, the solar panels or he is uh, the, the vendor who, uh, you know, develop those solar panels and sell them, right? Is maybe the technician who install it that maybe is from uh, from another company. It's it's a very it's you know it's an interesting topic I think, and of course as <laughs> all the interesting topics is also uh, pretty difficult to find uh, to find an answer. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I mean for sure the vendor uh, of the panel. Uh, must have a responsibility in this. Mm-hmm. Because if you think that uh, a panel uh, lives for almost uh, 20 years, right? You, you have to guarantee your, your customers that uh, your device uh, are safe for 20 years. Exactly. In, in, all, may- in all aspects, right? Yeah, yeah. This means uh, also uh, maintaining uh, the soft, the control software that you sell with your products. Exactly. And this is exactly the same, uh, the same problem that uh, we have uh, with the all the IoT vendors. That is exactly. not so simple to have a to have a company that is able to guarantee um, a maintenance for twenty years. But well, even before that, yeah. like, because I think there are two levels here. You know, one thing is uh, maintaining the software and make it secure during the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, delivering uh, updates and yeah. patches and fixes, right? But even before that, the point is that was the software, uh, like, uh, been securely developed from from uh, from the beginning was was there any security by design right <laughs> so uh-huh. the, the, like like the problem is if there's no authentication in front of the system itself it's not because yeah. of maintenance or lack of maintenance it's it's because when you developed it the first time you never thought that maybe it's a good idea that you know just someone who who is uh, you know specifically permitted to access it should yeah. access it. So I think, you know, uh, there are there are two levels of problems. Of course, you know, this is a little worse than maybe a smart fridge or a smart uh, yeah. anyway, because as you said, you will have this on your on your house or on your uh, you know um, uh, place for a long time. So definitely maintain it. It's it's a good it's a it's a big topic. But first of all, you know. Uh, if I if I put a new system in my network, uh, that should be just the very you know the very basic 
um, elements of security should be there. There's another uh, another question coming to my mind uh, right now, and and it is, uh, but why do I have to connect uh, my solar panel to the network? Because what's the purpose of having it connected? <laughs> What plus gives uh, this connection uh, to uh, my mm, solar pa uh, solar panel uh, systems? It, it's only a matter of monitoring it, uh, monitoring its performance, and so on. Or there's something else because otherwise. Uh, 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 if it is only a matter of showing uh, to your friend uh, hmm. how how smart you are that uh, you are that you have a solar panel connected that is pro producing uh, 10 gigabyte 10 gigawatts uh, of uh, energy right now and so on i mean probably uh, you you can think not to connect it to your network yeah. so the the for Probably the very first question is why I I have to connect it uh, to my network, like the fridge. I mean, you know what you have into the fridge. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> or or yeah, the well, or whatever. <laughs> so you know, uh, the point is that. So I I agree with you, right? I really don't like. IoT in general, or even domotics and, uh, and everything, because I just feel I, I, I don't need it. But at the same time, I don't want to be the guy that says, uh, you know, uh, um, just because there's risk, we shouldn't like, like have any, any new stuff. Because we are, no, no, I, as you said before. Me neither, uh, Giorgio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. It's... I was only. Uh asking myself this uh, this question i mean uh, i can understand if you want to connect uh, for example um the uh oh madonna <laughs> wait a second i don't know there, there's like lights or temperature uh controlling yeah, systems the, or... um, the the boiler all right for, yeah 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 to um, to make your house yeah. hot in the <laughs> in the winter so in this right. case i mean if this is a second house uh, uh, and you would like to go there for a weekend uh, then probably uh, it's okay for me to to have it uh, in some way connected uh, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, with the GSM uh, network or something similar. But in other cases, uh, uh, yeah, we have to think uh, what the, what's the benefit of having something connected. Only, only yeah. seeing this um, at home uh, because... Uh, this type of uh, data in um, in an enterprise uh, should be could be very interesting uh, uh, in terms of uh, business uh, and so on. Yeah, also to just uh, you know monitor costs for the company maybe and uh, and everything. Yeah, for, so for example, yeah. So you you're completely right. I agree with you totally. 
I just think that in this specific case, it, it is mostly for, uh, you know, maintenance. So if the, if I don't know, the vendor or whoever is actually taking care of the solar panel uh, can actually address outages uh, in, a, in a timely manner because it's continuously uh, monitoring them. I think, you know, uh, the, the money that you are saving just be, be, uh, with, the, with that kind of service will, could justify the fact that they are connected to the internet, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe I can see in this specific case uh, the reason why. Uh, but still, this, you know, the fact that it makes you save money or it makes you uh, better deliver a service to, to your customer or, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. uh, should also, uh, in, a, in an ideal world, uh, make you think, okay, maybe I can also invest some more time or some more efforts in uh, making, making it more secure. Because my, ser my service to, to my customer will also be impacted if anyone you know, uh, compromised the systems. Right. It's not just the customer who is uh, um, having problems and issues from an attack to this system. It's also you as a service provider who cannot connect anymore, who cannot control anymore. You cannot, you know, uh, uh, you know, just provide your service anymore. Yeah. So, so, so that's what I'm thinking about, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Um... For the for the maintenance part, uh, I see a problem uh, in terms that uh, probably uh, it, it's not the vendor to uh, install this uh, this panel, this system mm -hmm. uh, on the roof uh, of house. It's someone else. It's and like it's a, a system, party. Yeah, it's like a system integrator in the um, in the um, in the industry information industry. So mm -hmm. then, uh, yeah, like vendor, you can uh, uh, even produce uh, firmware updates, uh, uh, firmware patches, and and so on. But then uh, you have uh, to um, you have. Uh, a customer that understands the importance of uh, keeping the software up to date, the firmware up to date, and uh, this customer should for sure sign um, a, a support contract with this third mm. party. So, uh, and this is typically something that uh, at home you uh, are not uh, ready. To do mm -hmm. except uh, for uh, the boiler for example because uh, <laughs> because there's someone that that is con that controls uh, that your boiler is uh, working as expected okay right so th this could be a problem and uh, coming back to uh, a phrase that you said uh, some minutes ago uh, always on this uh, uh, I read somewhere that um, related to the security by design development uh, and so on, I read that uh, uh, this panel 
uh, was affected by unauthenticated remote command injection or unauthenticated remote command execution. So probably <laughs> the worst that the worst type of uh, of bugs that you can have in an application. <laughs> so, so wait, wait, wait. Let, let's let's try to understand better what what we are saying here, right? Which is very, very, very interesting. So uh, until now, we just say that you know the fact that the system is exposed in general, it's already a bad thing. Okay, no, no matter. How, how, how is actually developed or configured the system? Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, you can uh, uh, scrape data, you can access it if there is no authentication and so on and so forth. So yeah. it's already uh, bad as it is. Yeah, uh, but uh, we have to remember that without this type of exposure uh, done with all the, uh, the right configurations, uh, right controls and so on, but without this type of exposure, internet uh, will uh, will not exist. Yeah, <laughs> because, oh, of course, uh, right. Because a server is, is a computer exposed on uh, internet accepting on a network. requests. Yeah, accepting requests uh, by a customer. So this is uh, uh, another um, another way to to see. Um, this exposure i mean you can expose something but you have to be sure that uh, it it is protected exposed exactly. but protected exactly. sorry for so uh, interrupting let, let, you no 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 that, that's uh, that's perfect uh you're right and let's say that i will summarize saying that it's accept acceptable under uh, some conditions right you need yeah. it uh, it could be usable for for some reasons, and you expose with uh, with some limits and some uh, uh, constraints, right? But the point is that even when you let's say that again, there are many vendors uh, for for these uh, solar panels. Maybe some of these systems are actually pretty secure or you know decently secure, let's say. But we know, like we in this industry, that. Even when you do all the uh, all the steps to make a network or a system secure, it, you know it can always be that uh, someone finds a, a vulnerability. So basically, you know, uh, a bug in the software that lets you use the software in a, 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 an unpredicted way. Okay, and uh, this is the case that you were describing before. So it's actually uh, quoted on the on the news right here. I'm, I'm highlighting uh, the, um, the vulnerability for uh, some solar views, specifically um, um, solar panels. And, uh, you know, you were mentioning, I think, uh, unauthenticated remote, uh, remote command execution, right? This yeah. means basically and, that... And there are other, uh, other vulnerabilities tracked uh, under different CV numbers uh, that okay. are remote code execution. Uh, if you want, I should have uh, the article somewhere in my notes. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. So we can we can maybe share it mm -hmm. uh, if anyone wants to to uh, um, you know to, to double check the news. Uh, also, because I, I'll just take the chance to reminder that we are having our chat uh, on the on the news, but we always encourage you to directly have a read of those and uh, make your own opinion. And uh, maybe there's uh, there's something else that we didn't really focus on, 
so take your time to to read your own news and uh, maybe give us give us your 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 opinion. Uh, uh, you know, in the comments during the the live or e- even uh, uh, during the the YouTube stream. Uh, uh, again, as a, as a comment, I will actually uh, leave all of the links for the news we're uh, talking about in the description of uh, the YouTube video. So feel free to, to have a look at that um, if you are watching on YouTube. Uh, but returning to the to the news here, uh, we mentioned the um, you know the type of vulnerability, so remote command execution, and I just wanted to de- to briefly describe what uh, what it is. Um, so uh, it's probably one of the worst one, right? Or the worst categories of vulnerability that uh, we can have. And it's basically saying that uh, you can access a system remotely, okay? So uh, not being physically uh, in front of the system. And you can also send any kind of, uh, um, of command or uh, uh, just arbitrary code right, usually to the, to the system so that uh, you can basically make the system do anything you want. Uh, as yeah. also something that is unexpected that was not really, um, the system was not designed to do at the very beginning, right? Uh, so it's the worst uh, type of uh, vulnerability there and uh, will permit an attacker to have full control of the system. And, um, you know, I think the... The case that is actually mentioned here in the news is that uh, um, the Mirai botnet, so basically a network of compromised devices that are used by attackers to run uh, um, big scale attacks, um, was using some of those uh, solar panels to run uh, DDoS attacks, right? So yeah. let's say that the attacker... Just, yeah. to, uh, just behind, uh, just after the... Um, the screenshot uh, uh, that you see there, there's also mm-hmm. the remote code execution. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly yeah, you can there. see that. You know, the, the, the first paragraph, the paragraph after the, the screenshot, we'll check report, You're right. uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You can see that in the news, it is specified that there are, uh, you know, multiple vulnerabilities affecting uh, the same systems. And as I mentioned before, uh, you know, uh, there's the uh, the showdown screenshot, right? Uh, probably, so... probably the best advice here is to choose a different uh, vendor uh, instead of SolarView, <laughs> just in case well, I... you, you would like we... to. <laughs> well, we, we didn't check all, all of the others, right? So maybe yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you don't know if SolarView is, is actually the best one here. <laughs> Oops. That, that could let's be also. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> so let's hope not. But definitely, you know, uh, two different vulnerabilities of this kind is uh, is not uh, uh, the best way how to start. You know, uh, <laughs> when when thinking uh, about buying uh, solar panels. Yeah. Uh, but you never know, right? If you're not in the industry, this is not the first thing you think about when uh, when you need this. Uh, yeah, uh, in another in another post, uh, uh, I, I found another interesting uh, um, detail uh, mm-hmm. that seems that uh, um, the command injection was uh, present since version four of the software, control software, 
that uh, is late uh, 2016 October 2016 nice so, one <laughs> uh, it, it's seven years almost <laughs> well, we were talking about maintenance right so yeah, th- yeah that's exactly, exactly what we were referring to so if there's so, a problem like that you probably, need to fix it yeah probably <laughs> the two DDoS attack uh, that uh, we mentioned uh, for the previous two news uh, was uh, conducted also with the help of this <laughs> solar panel. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Definitely could be. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, together, they were probably part of it. Um, so, yeah. You know what? I think, I think that's a wrap also for this news because we have another big one. Uh, which is the last one for this uh, uh, for this episode? Which I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the last news usually makes the name for the episode. The name for this episode is uh, "The Devil Is in Your Most Trusted Tool," right? Uh, and uh, nice. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you, thank you very much. Uh, basically, you know, um, the news here talks about. Um, uh, Win SCP, which is a very, very famous uh, tool that uh, you know system administrators or uh, uh, you know uh, uh, IT technicians are using every day in uh, so many companies and organizations. Uh, that basically enables you uh, to remotely connect uh, with a list of uh, different protocols, so FTP, SFTP, uh, SCP, and so on and so forth. So it's a very common Windows client to do remote uh, connections and the remote sharing of files between different systems. Yeah. So this is, I believe, a free software, right? So this is something that anyone can actually uh, just search on Google and open the site and download from internet. Um, uh, the, the, you know, what's the problem with this? The problem was that it's not about the software itself. It's uh, about a specific chat group, again, this, this time uh, the Black Cat uh, group, uh, which I think did a, a very, uh, very tricky thing here. So l- I will describe it and then we can return to all of the aspects. So they created, they, they run a malvertising campaign, which is already something interesting to talk about. Um, to, to make people think that, uh, you know, there was another site from, from which you could download the software. But from this new site they created, you were actually downloading a, a malware that was uh, disguised as uh, the software itself. Sorry, it, right? do you want the, um, uh, some interruption uh, in the middle you of... Can, uh... You can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, because... You're, you're the guest. Because... The, the first th- thing that drives me crazy is that uh, 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 regarding to the malvertising is that uh, the malicious result was promoted by Bing and Google in their uh, results page. So it means that someone pay Google and Bing to have uh, its own link being displayed before the right one. Exactly. Exactly. I think and this, this is, is something that, that, that really drives me crazy <laughs> because because 
I mean, it's it's impossible <laughs> today have this type of things happen. It's impossible. Yeah. I think this this is really mind blowing because you know uh, the point is okay. Usually, uh, you know, most people uh, think that if I'm searching for something on Google, uh, until I uh, I stop at the first results, I should be safe because Google is actually controlling you know, the size that is proposing to me. So, uh, or at least again, it should. <laughs> and uh, they, they so, show you whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there in a second. So basically, you know, most of the time, most of the time you, you, um, you know, you feel safe when you uh, just click on one of the first results. Google, Bing, or whatever search engine you, you prefer to use, right? The point here is that uh, Google is also accepting uh, advertisement, meaning that anyone can actually pay Google or Bing or anyone else uh, to basically display your result before all of the others, okay? So if you are selling, if you're selling a product, if you're selling a service and uh, you want your service to be displayed as first, um, when uh, someone searches for your type of service, you can just pay the search engine and uh, they will display you at, at first. They will also say it is advertisement, right? So technically you are able to uh, you know, differentiate between the normal results and the advertisements. But the point is that it will be the first one. So if you don't look at that you know, label saying advertisement, you will just click on that. And I think probably most of the people do that. Now, the very mind-blowing thing is that this time, the threat group, so the attackers are paying Bing and Google, right, to display their uh, you know, malicious website uh, first, right? So At the very top of the results. Exactly. We, the the thing great. that you, you trust by default, because it's the first result, so it should be trustworthy by default. Um, and uh, so basically, let's say that uh, a system administrator is uh, looking for uh, is uh, you know uh, uh, trustworthy tool that they use so many times they need just to download it again on a new system. Uh, they search on Google WinSCP. They know usually, bang, it's so common. It's going to be the first result. So they don't really check. They just click on the first result, and then a new website opens. You see the download button and just click on it without thinking about it because you did this so many times before, right? I think, again, it's not for the fault uh, for the system administrator. So anyone can, can fall on it. I would fall on it, potentially. I don't know, I don't know what, you, what, you, what you think. No, no, I, I just would like to... Uh to say that uh, the malicious link uh, um, was uh, a type of squatting uh, domains link uh, of WinSCP. So means that, uh, uh, for example, instead of having uh, only two S in the name uh, of, mm -hmm. the, of the domain name, uh, the, the malicious link has three S, for example. Yeah. Or uh, for uh, Italian domains, uh, when 
typical type of squatting is to substitute uh, the the i of dot it with an l so yes. uh, the the type of squatting domain uh, uh, be dot lt that uh, when you look uh, in the browser uh, url bar the l is is very similar to the i so yeah yeah, you don't notice it, right? From from the from the mal uh, malversing uh, results uh, on uh, begins the um, uh, default of the man because uh, the sysadmin in this case or or or, or anyway the man uh, was not able to recognize a type of squatting domain and then. There are other uh, signs uh, that should be noticed in the attack path uh, th that probably you you arrive to them uh, in in a couple of seconds. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm always uh, a little, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> like all of these tactics and techniques, right? Uh, using the advertisement using typo squatting so basically misspelling the uh, the right user uh, not username but uh, url domain right? name yeah for the website are all addressing human vulnerabilities right yeah. are all addressing biases so of course you know you could be a little more um, paying attention on what you are clicking on but there are also moments also in your working life when uh, you are just, you know, your attention is just low. Let's say that you are uh, in a rush to to do something, to to do some task at work, or someone is really pressing you to do something. Like I really feel like anyone, right? Even security professional, at some point in a in a specific situation, can fall for something uh, that is uh, very well done. Like in this case, yeah, yeah. right, absolutely. It, because maybe if I see pers personally, you know, I talk for myself, um, maybe the, the malvertising campaign called, uh, um, um, you know, uh, could be enough for me. But when uh, I usually look at the URL, and if I see that the URL is totally different from the WinSCP one, I will probably notice it. But if I have the two different layers, so first result from Google and also uh, domain that looks looks the same, right? If I don't really pay attention to it, uh, and uh, the website, uh, uh, you know, uh, aesthetically, it's exactly like the one, the the uh, the original yeah. one. It's very difficult. Okay, either yeah. you are always focusing on all of the different signs, right? At uh, at all time, no matter what's your current psychological status. Or you can actually fall for something like this because I think this is pretty well uh, designed, right? Yeah. Um, so, so it's totally the fault of the, the person who clicks on it. But there are so many different layers of, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, good design for for the malicious campaign. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, so we have the. Uh, the malvertising, we had the type of squatting, we had the site that is similar to the original one, but
but also when you actually download the uh, the uh, the file that you expect to uh, to have to install the software on your computer, it's also it's also mimicking the same files you download uh, from uh, the original uh, uh, from the original software. So you actually have a setup.exe, okay, that you are I don't know how many times a system administrator system administrator already clicked on, right, in uh, in his career. It just does that for the for the you know. Uh, the thousandth time, and uh, this time it's actually you know a malware that eventually will will give attackers the the access to the system where you are installing the the software, right? Uh, so it's very very well designed, and uh, I really I'm really thinking at this point how many different organizations already fell for this kind of attack, and we don't know about it. I was lucky that they do not have attacked uh, the download of uh, putty.exe because uh, only this week I downloaded it probably 10 times. <laughs> so <laughs> well it's it's exactly the same thing right it's uh, yeah, yeah, just absolutely. another tool absolutely. to do another remote kind of connection um so so you know maybe we should check for uh, any any kind of advertising for putty as well <laughs> because uh, that to, will surpri to up, surprise uh, me now. To, to set up an attack like this uh, uh, on Putty. <laughs> yeah. If you have some, some dollars to invest uh, in, uh, in paying uh, Google advertisement. <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> yeah, you know, again, it's... Um, and, and, I think, and I think we said this uh, before, but uh, I will not stop uh, repeating this. For... Attackers, this is just another business, right? Yeah, yeah. The fact that they are paying, they are paying uh, Bing or Google. It's basically an investment to make more money or just to gain uh, uh, to reach their goal, thanks to that, right? Which again makes me think a lot about this. It's not just a random guy somewhere uh, just doing this uh, for uh, um, you know just to, to have fun. Maybe sometime, but it's not always the case. This is a very structured and well thought business. This considering all of the different variables, right? They are. I don't know how much you actually pay Google to do something like this, depending on how, how long I well, think I you want to um, to have your result in there. But it's, it's still a, a good investment, I think. And uh, that means that the goal is worth it, right? The, uh, the thing that they can achieve thanks to this, it's worth it to them, right? How many companies they can actually compromise with an attack like this? How many data they can steal? How many ransomware they can deploy? Or, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. so Even because in this case... Uh... Uh, the results of attack uh, is uh, um, um, open to the attackers uh, a thousand possibilities because uh, uh, if I remember well, uh, uh, this attack at the end will deploy Cobalt Strike uh, yes. on, the on the victim uh, uh, computer. So... This open to the attackers all the all the possibilities that 
having uh, a computer, um, the total control of a computer in uh, um, the target uh, networks with all uh, that this uh, means. Uh, uh, the attackers can uh, can exfiltrate uh, data from your network, can uh, move literally to maintain access, uh, can uh, um, try to install uh, botnets uh, on uh, internet-facing uh, computers, uh, can uh, use uh, your your computer like uh, um, a jump host uh, to another. Uh, in the chain uh, of conducting another type of attacks uh, to cover the tracks uh, and, and so on. There's a, a, a lot of possibilities uh, having Cobalt Strike uh, deployed on a, on a target machine. So uh, in some way, it, it's uh, a lot more dangerous than uh, um, the ransomware cases that we saw at the beginning uh, or our chat uh, this night. It could be, it could be. And uh, you know, you're perfectly right. Like what we are describing here, all the malvertising thing is just the first foothold, right? In, yeah. the, uh, in the target organization. And uh, so you mentioned Colba Strike, just to briefly describe that. Um, I think if I'm not wrong, Colba Strike is actually like a, how do they call it? Adversary simulation tool. So it's yeah, actually it, developed it's a by a... Yeah, it's a commercial tool used yeah. to test uh, vulnerabilities of a systems like uh, the um, like an attacker um, will do, right? Will do, exactly, yeah. Yeah. The, the point is that this is also probably one of the most common tools used by attackers themselves because the tool was, uh, I don't know, leaked uh, uh, a number of times in the past. And uh, from, uh, from that time on, uh, you know, they, the attacker just using it because, you know, why not? If it, if it works, it's, uh, it's good. So it works also <laughs> very well <laughs> compared to other self-written uh, software. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> So you have basically a, 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 a let's say, a, a, a corporate grade uh, tool like this. So very well designed, very well developed. That also give you a lot of possibilities because I think it's basically like a Swiss knife for uh, uh, for attackers. Like you can do command and control. You can lateral move. You can do a lot of stuff with just this, uh, this, this software, okay? It has a, you know, a list of different features that enables you to do whatever you want uh, with the compromise system. So this is, uh, let's say, the second step. They um, make the user download the first, uh, um, uh, the first attack vector directly uh, from their websites. And uh, the next step is installing Cobra Strike so they can basically have full access of the system and, the, and do whatever they want, even jumping to other systems in the network, as you, as you mentioned before. So definitely, you know, uh, uh, the possibilities are very, very big, even considering that you have to multiply that for all the organization who will uh, uh, fall uh, on, uh, onto this. I think the, the worst thing for the attackers here 
is actually trying to understand, you know, uh, which company uh, address first, right? Because maybe uh, there okay. are some very little companies, maybe it's not really worth it, but then there's this big corporate who fall for this. Uh, so that takes a lot of time, <laughs> I think. Yes, Ch choosing uh, between the, the preferred targets. Yes, if you yeah. have a plethora of... Uh, um, of uh, targets uh, to choose uh, in, uh, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like be... being in a garden full of, uh, you know, I don't know, deers or boars to to hunt for, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, you exactly. have to decide which is the big one, the biggest one that I should prioritize. Uh, so so yeah, maybe I think they 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 will also have uh, like their way to to find out, like I don't know, just uh maybe running some uh, DNS requests to find out about the domain for the company and then recognizing the yeah. company itself could be just one, just the first example that came to my mind. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I just, you know, I think that, again, the possibilities after uh, the witness SCP thing are, are so many, but still... Uh, you know, the very unique thing about this attack is the, mal the mal malvertising that, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know, I, I never, I think I read about something like this before, but not um, so well designed like this one, right? Uh, yeah. Because it's taking into consideration a, a tool that is so famous, right? Uh, and, uh, and all of the um, attentions that they are putting into making it. So uh, in, my, in my working experience, uh, I saw the exact uh, same type of uh, malversing uh, being used against uh, an Italian bank in the past. Exactly mm. the same. A crafted uh, malicious URL uh, was um, uh, advertised by Google at the first uh, okay. Um, results in, in the in the results page, uh, searching for this bank, and this caused some uh, little problems uh, to the to the bank itself. <clears throat> but I, I uh, imagine, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, you were talking about uh, technological uh, uh, controls that uh, can be put in place uh, to prevent such uh, types uh, of attacks. Uh, but uh, um, I would like to recall again uh, our mind uh, to a concept that is crucial in this. Uh, and uh, this concept is that uh, internet is not a safe place. <laughs> internet is not a safe place it's like uh, it's like the the real world there's a lot of people trying uh, uh, to make money in the worst uh, way possible Wait. and yeah yeah so you have uh, like exactly like in the real in the real time in the real life you have always uh, to pay attention in what you are doing on internet Always, always. It doesn't matter if you hurry for something or not. You have always to be uh, to pay attention in, in what uh, uh, the system is showing you 
the results, uh, uh, the lock screen uh, in HTTPS connection that can be broke uh, because uh, you are not uh, on the bank site uh, um, that you think uh, to be on. Uh, you have to pay attention to the how the domains is written. Uh, you have to have to pay attention to everything because internet is not a safe place. Is not a safe place. <laughs> you know, I liked it so much that I think that's gonna be the end of the episode. That's <laughs> 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 <Just> the perfect. <laughs> that's just the perfect way to finish it. So, again, uh, for the I don't know many times now. Thank you very much, Davide, for uh, you, you know, being here with me. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I, I hope that you you had as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was uh, fun. Uh, if you want to invite me some other times, so I will be happy to join you again. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you just have to ask, and uh, and you will be provided. So that's perfect. Again, thank you very much. Thank you to uh, you know uh, anyone who is watching this or will watch this on YouTube. I'll just remind just uh, once again that um, we are live on Twitch, but. Um, the video will be re-uploaded on YouTube later this week, uh, and also the I will actually extrapolate the the audio and uh, publish that on uh, Spotify and other um, you know podcast platforms. So uh, feel free to have a look at those and uh, let us know if you have any feedbacks. And uh, yeah, thanks again, and I think good night to everyone will be the the very end of the episode. Bye bye. bye. Thank you again. Thank you.